Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode. We're calling this the Men in Black Conspiracy episode. And we're with our, our very special guest, Brown. Hello. Hey, Brown. I've returned after the <laughs> the uh, black helicopters. That was, a, that was the a black fun. chopper episode. Black choppers, yes. Yes. Oh, that was a fun one. Now I'm back. <laughs> I'll be back every 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Hmm. So anyways, the men in black stuff, why on earth does this interest you? Um, well, this topic interests me because... It's all very mysterious. It's all shrouded in mystery. We don't know their motives, why they're why they're here, or um, what they're what they're what they really truly want. It's very they're very hush hush about it. Yeah, they're very hush hush. <laughs> um, I know. I found it funny that I said out loud, um, "Why on earth does this interest you?" Because we're not really only talking about Earth. Maybe mm. not. Maybe not. This might not be something of Earth. Okay. So, what was that? What's the first incident that you could find? So, the first incident... Well, first I'll start out by saying the men in black were only spotted in the U.S. And the earliest one was in 1947 by... Oh, like... So, you're saying they were only spotted in the States, yes. not like outside of the United States? Yes, okay. only inside the good, good old U.S. of A. On Maury Island... In Washington. I said it right this time. You did. I'm proud of myself. Good job. Harold Dahl. Him, his dog, and his son were on a fishing boat in on uh, Maury Island. And had, so he was fishing, doing whatever fishermen do. Fishing, I would assume. I would assume fishing. And he'd seen not one, not two, not five, but six flying saucers above him in the sky. And they were they had dumped waste all over his boat, and it had injured his son and killed his dog. What kind of waste? We don't know. Actually, the government had taken samples of it and studied it, and they had released a paper on it. I didn't read it, but it's out there somewhere. Wow, wouldn't have oh wouldn't have wouldn't it have been interesting? Maybe might have been interesting. Oh, right, so you don't know anything past further what kind of waste or anything no, like that? It, okay, so let's move on. killed a dog and injured a son, so. Oh, that makes me sad, though. This was, yeah, it was very tragic. He was uh, he was sh- shook by this, and um, he had told, I would assume he would tell the police because it killed his dog and injured his son and told his family members or whatnot. But sh- um, not terribly long after, he was visited by a strange man dressed in black. This man had claimed to be a U.S. agent. He had intimate knowledge of the incident. Right after it happened, he, he somehow knew all the details, even the ones that, he, that um, Harold didn't tell people. And he claimed that Harold's family would be in danger 
if he had gone public with this and told everybody. So he kind of was trying to suppress this information. So this supposed U.S. agent went to Harold and said, you guys, you can't talk about this anymore or else the rest of your family is going to be in danger. Yes. He didn't state why they were in danger or how, but he said they were in danger. Oh, well, that's a lot to go on. Yeah. You, you're you going to be in danger, but we're not going to say why. Yeah, it's more threatening if you're vague. Yeah. <laughs> totally. We'll get into that later. The vagueness of the threats? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So what we kind of know, the general kind of rules of the men in black is they show up, they find you, and it's usually come usually after you obtain knowledge about sea or kind of research UFOs. Uh, if you have an in, like a, a sighting or, or just aliens in general, but typically just UFOs. So people are researching them or, or see them, they'll find you and they'll shut you down. They they try to shut witnesses down. Oh, um, so I should delete my browser history? <laughs> they might. You might get a knock on the door pretty soon here. Um, no, they they their their goal is generally to suppress the information of UFOs and and try to keep that out of the public's eye. And one thing I do want to add about the last story I forgot to say is that Harold later had come out and said that it all was a hoax on his part he'd made it all up but you're saying that he said that after that he was visited by the man in black yes after he's visited by the man in black he said his hoax but then later on his deathbed he had said that it was not a hoax he was pressured into saying it was a hoax by the agent hmm so he had come out clean again (laughs) so that's and, strange, though. Mm-hmm. So back to what we were saying. They, okay. The men in black do try to shut down witnesses. But the ways of going about this vary from being very polite and asking nicely and kind of generally saying, hey, we don't want the people to know about this, to blatant and deadly threats to them and their families. And they get pretty intense. And there's a threat um, in this next story. Which is pretty pretty scary. It scared him enough to cease all his operations. Doctor Herbert Hopkins, nineteen fifty five, Maine. He had an f- anonymous phone call about UFOs, apparently giving him too much information he shouldn't have known. Moments later, knock on the door from a uh, man in black. One single. It was one single agent. He had warned to destroy all the evidence, um, and uh, Doctor Herbert Hopkins was a little, little skeptical about all this. He thought it was kind of a prank or a hoax or something. He didn't know what to make of it, so he he wasn't really kind of jazzed on the idea of getting rid of all this research he had put all this effort into. So. Well, right. I mean, he's been collecting all this evidence for, for, like, I don't know. Well, obviously, it doesn't say the time frame. But, I mean, like, he he finally gets somewhere, and then he's threatened with the evidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. He doesn't want to. He's not standing down too easy. So, (laughs) this man in black black decides to kind of prove to him that he's the real deal. He says to Hopkins, he guesses almost telepathically, that he has two pennies in his pocket. Hopkins reaches in, 
grabs one, and he's like, yeah, he has two in his pocket. But he says, hold, take one, hold it in your palm. He holds it in his palm, and the man in black, man in black, without touching it, makes it disappear from his hand, vanishes into thin air, gone. Hmm. The penny he never, he just, it's not, then wasn't behind his ear, it wasn't in his pocket, just gone. Yeah, that just makes it sound like it's in his, it's in his body. It evaporated <laughs> in his body. <laughs> No, he didn't find it in the toilet days later. It was just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, but right after he had done this trick, he had asked um, Hopkins if he knew about Barney Hill, a UFO abductee um, from years earlier. Um, and let's see. I think that's Betty and Barney. Yeah, it's Betty and Barney Hill. Um, that's a very famous UFO story. Hopkins said that he believed Barney had died a few years earlier, but the MIB had said, Barney didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. And that, that's a threat right there. Very vague, very uh-huh. suggestive. Very threatening. Very threatening. So he's kind of saying, I'm going to make your heart, voodoo magic your heart out of your chest. Bye, say Goodbye. Because you, you keep going into this. See what thing. I did with that penny? Your heart is next. Yeah. That's how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Never ever notice how your blood tastes like pennies? <laughs> um, Yours is going to taste like extra pennies. <laughs> <laughs> At least one extra. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those are the two stories I have. The second one got pretty intense there. Oh. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, because the first one. It's so funny, though, because I just realized that... Um, the first dude's name was Harold, mm-hmm. and then this dude's name is Herbert. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of so it affects people with H names, right? Herbert Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, Herbert he's Hopkins. got a double H. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm gonna start getting into some of the theories here. I'll start with some of the more mundane, believable ones. And... Hoover's encountered them. Yeah, <laughs> Herbert Hoover. Yeah, he's probably he probably encountered him too. Yeah. So we'll get into so the, one of the most widely believed theories, the most. Um, easily acceptable by all the sheeple who don't believe the truth the sheeple <laughs> is that they're actors and it's all a hoax or it's just they're they're just normal people and people are connecting them via paranoia and they're just all fake yeah it's just mass hysteria yeah okay and that's you know you don't really need evidence behind that aside from the well if it's that, a theory you don't need the evidence yeah it's it's not the point mm-hmm. it's a theory um, one more, another theory that's a little bit less believable, but still pretty believable, is that they are um, government agents. Because one of them blatantly claimed that he was an agent. Yeah. The first one. And um, and they, they could be working, we don't know why, but they could be working for Project Blue Book, which is the government project studying UFOs. Right, and that's a real thing. Yes, this is real, in real life. Um, you can look it up right now. This I don't know if it's still ongoing or they shut it down, but this is real. And like, there's a lot of reoccurring characters working in that project who pop up in a lot of different stories. What do you mean reoccurring characters? Like people doing the research or yes, people they're doing the research like, on? No, people doing the research. They pop up in a lot of different stories. Like I've seen, like I've heard a bunch of different UFO stories that Project Blue Book dips their toes into. Um, they're, they're, that you'll hear Project Blue Book a lot if you research UFOs. Okay. Um, anyway, that's that's one of the theories is that they're government agents. Another one which could overlap with 
that the last theory and the next theory is that they're androids. They could be government androids or they could be extraterrestrial androids, <laughs> which is the next theory, extraterrestrials. We'll Alien get into that robots. Androids. They could be um, evidence that might point to this or extraterrestrials is that their skin, at least in the modern descriptions, is described to look fake, plasticky, rubbery, waxy, white, and their lips are red. No facial hair whatsoever or hair at all. Um, they're build, they're built kind of, they're built very tall. And one thing that stands out is that typically when they come in pairs or multiple, is that they have identical faces. They're identical height, and they are just they're pretty much the same. Which or lack of faces, because you didn't really distract. They're not. They're not really faces. They're just like no, they're just plastic molds. <laughs> they're <laughs> blank uh, canvases. <laughs> so basically. They look like you without facial hair because you're tall, lanky. and (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Generic white man. Generic white man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that could be – that's extraterrestrial and androids. Those are two of the theories. Um, Another piece of evidence that could point to those is that they have been described to drive outdated cars, Mm -hmm. wear outdated clothes, and use outdated slang. Which I thought was a bit odd. Which, Outdated slang, like um, where they're talking out of the forties or something. Maybe I didn't. They didn't. Or it didn't spe- specify. specify. Okay. But they said outdated. Outdated. Slang. Okay. Something that wouldn't fit in today. Yeah. So it could be the robots didn't get the latest update. The, <laughs> they didn't get uh, the, the upgrades. Aliens didn't get the memo. Um, or the government, they're just uh, very incompetent. Which we all know that's that's a fact. <laughs> Do, do you want them to knock on the door in a second because they're listening? Stop it. <laughs> they're listening before we even put this episode up. I know, right? <laughs> they're already listening. Oh, yeah. yeah they're so, all listening. So, Bryce, how do you how do you know about the uh, outdated cars and outdated slang? Would you like to tell us? Oh, it's all on YouTube. No. Um, <laughs> Could you so, elaborate? This, so, <laughs> the last note I have here on my scribbled notes simply titled Dan Aykroyd what a guy as some some people might know he's a little uh I like Dan Aykroyd little cuckoo I love him but he's a he's a good actor he's a little he's a little off that deep end um he's had several UFO encounters he's had a men in black encounter which we'll get into shortly he's had paranormal experiences and he's um he's a crazy guy Legend says he thought Ghostbusters was a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were doing a documentary. <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd has starting a show, um, basically doing research into UFOs and talking about UFO sightings. Um, and one day as he's heading to the set, he saw across the street was parked an old Ford and a tall man dressed in black approached him and told him to not do the show an old ford Mm -hmm. was it a black ford it was indeed black okay um and the man told him to not do the show oh excuse me i don't remember if it was days or weeks later but the show was canceled mysteriously no reason just off air and the show was for who who was he doing the show with i don't know 
Hmm. Maybe yeah. it was another Men in Black. Alien. Maybe, maybe, but the yeah, the show never aired, and um, it was taken off. It was shut down before it ever, uh, before it ever did. So that's um, yeah, that was a pretty crazy story. Yeah, but didn't you also say that he admitted to taking certain types? Oh, of Oh yeah, drugs? you know, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with him, he talks about taking DMT and talking to aliens and. And LSD and stuff. It's he. It's a little crazy. So it's possible he was, he was already out there. Yeah, his credibility bit. is. Mm, mm. <laughs> it's it's fun to talk about though, because I mean, like the possibilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the notes I got for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, but this topic kind of interests me because. You know, it's very mysterious. It's all shrouded in mystery, and they're very hush hush about it. And mm-hmm. we don't know really know what their motives are, why, who they are, what they are, yeah, or what they're trying to accomplish by suppressing people who've seen this and or right. killing and, them. And it's funny because it says men in black, mm-hmm. but most of the incidents, it's man in black. Yeah, it's There's not occasionally two. been two. Yeah, but most time it's just one, like in the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the video. Oh yes, so. The only evidence, of, the only cold, hard evidence we have, which could be fake because of a detail that AJ had keenly picked up on, I'll let him describe, I'll tell you that in a second, is there's a video footage of two men in black walking into a hotel lobby. And they were described by the people who were there as very tall and, you know, as I described earlier, no facial hair, white, and identical faces, which... As you as we can clearly as we can see in the videos, that's what they look like. We can't; it's hard to tell, but that's what they look like. So, AJ, if you yeah. want to point out what you'd spotted, yeah. Also, to be honest, they do look like like two kids in a coat, kind of tall. Just like yeah, like it, like it's very ill fitting. Yeah, like and I clothes. and I saw the I saw the video as well. Yeah, and it looks like. Um, you're right though, like the little rascals, like one on top yeah. of the other, oh, it's yeah. ill-fitting they, and it doesn't look... They definitely look, look inhuman. Yeah, right. it looks very awkward. But the detail I noticed was like at the front in, in between the automatic moving doors, there's, you know, a mat um, on top of like a like a foot mat on top of some tile. Like yeah. shiny, like um, lobby tiles. Right. Yeah, yeah, shiny lobby tiles, and it looks like a a giant welcome mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, when everyone else walks in, you can see everyone has, like, reflections on the tile and shadows. Mm -hmm. Right. The men in black do not. They do not have reflections on the tile. Neither of them. Neither of them have reflections, and also, I don't know if this was just because it's security footage and the camera was not very good, but I don't think they had any shadows either. Mm-hmm. Um, this could lead to two things. Yeah. One, this could be fake. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I want it to be real. But the second, <laughs> the second option is that uh, the Men in Black are anomalies, and they follow vampire logic, or holograms, mm-hmm. or hol- or holograms. Yeah, they could be alien new holograms. theory. Holograms. Because mm-hmm. they don't. They didn't like touch anyone or interact with them. No, they didn't. They're yeah, just yeah. There and, and but it's, so in all these stories that we've gone through, we've discussed how they are interactive with people, mm-hmm. and this is not the case. No, they're very like 
They're super creepy too. If you yeah. guys have a chance oh, to look God, on YouTube, creepy. it's creepy. No, like I forgot to mention that story with the with um, Herbert, uh, Doctor Herbert. Whatever, what was that his name? Harold. What was his name? Whatever. The first the one, one's Harold. The one with the penny that disappeared. Yeah. After that trick and after that threat, he had destroyed all of his evidence, gotten rid of everything, and he his phone started having problems from then on, which kind of indicates that maybe the phone was tapped. So they had scared him enough to stop all of his operations. Years. But years they were, of so they were like you think they were like listening in listening in on yeah him. they i think they were keeping a close eye on him i think that he made the penny a transmitter and it in, it went into his body <laughs> and it was like listening a device like the black copters yeah like the black copters <laughs> it's gonna burst out of their chest when you know like the, the black choppers <laughs> brown that was your first story that was that was it was a good one <laughs> best episode until this one airs this but what's disturbing about this stuff is like not just the what ifs it's just um it's so vague. Mm-hmm, like yeah. there's, there's like no proof, but there's kind of proof, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough proof. Yeah, one thing I do dislike about this whole story is that is the inconsistency. Because with like the black helicopters, <laughs> the black chopper episode, there was consistency through every single story. With this one, there's so much information with the black choppers. Yeah, with this stuff, it's just like, oh, I saw something. This mm-hmm. is kind of vague. And this year and this year and. I saw one of them, and didn't you even say that one of the last somebody's encounter? They didn't even they they introduced themselves as what? Oh yeah, they yeah. There was one I forgot to mention that at one point they had just referred to themselves as numbers nine and ten, right? Which kind of which what does that imply? Kind of implies there's more, <laughs> or that they're androids. Yeah, which is kind of weird. That's. That is, yeah, that's strange. But one thing I do like to see in these kind of conspiracies is that it's consistency not only over distance and, like, geography, but over time. When a story from, when an encounter from 1947 has exact same um, details, exact same as a story from 2020, that's a lot more credible than... The, the differences between these two stories. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that does really put me down a bit <laughs> on this whole thing. Right, but it obviously interests you or else we wouldn't be talking about it. Oh, yeah. So. So I still think it's very interesting and possible that they're just government agents. I think, I honestly think that's probably the case is that they're just, they're government agents and they don't want to cause mass hysteria. And yeah, but why would they look so freakish? Masks? They were just- have you ever Have you ever been to a Halloween store and put on one of those... Fake masks? Maybe no. they just do that to hide their identity. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't do that because I, I find them creepy. Maybe they're like anonymous. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, yeah, maybe they just like put on stilts or something to all be identical heights so you can't identify them in the wild. And that's why they look weird. And they Did kind you just of, say in the wild? Yeah, so when you see them, you're walking down the street like, yo, you're the guy who threatened me and made my penny disappear and made that one guy's heart disappear. Oof. You know? Wow. So yeah. that's that's what I probably that's probably what I'm leaning towards government agents. Got it. Although I like to believe that they're well, there's more evidence but pointing to the fact that they're government agents than there are that they're aliens. Because why would they? Why would they say they're government agents? You know, the government's not been not. It's not beyond the government to shut down people for knowing too much. No. <laughs> I mean, they do it to this day. Well. Um, 
This so. is I was gonna say this has been very interesting talk. Mm-hmm. It's I'm gonna call this popular UFO culture mm-hmm. because um, we don't really understand it, and yes, it's shrouded in mystery, mm-hmm. super vague. But our special guest has been Brown, mm-hmm. um, James Bryce Gant. If you guys haven't picked up on that yet, if you guys want him for like a job or something, <laughs> don't call me. We'll also be giving out his social security number, yeah, <laughs> Credit and his number. address and his phone number and all that stuff, and his mother's maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Anyways, but so it's always nice to have these interview episodes, mm-hmm. and especially the conspiracy ones, because yeah. I like having a full episode of a conspiracy corner. It's so fun. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely fun, and that's exactly how I consider it. It just lets you vent all your crazy ideas, and yeah, it lets you kind of be yourself for a little bit. Yeah, and I will tell you, Brown will be back because he's got a lot of crazy theories. Well, we'll so he'll be back. I start t- talking about the Hollow Earth. Yeah, we have we haven't even started about a Gartha. Yeah, <laughs> that's what exactly. it's actually called. Yeah, I don't it's even actually remember. a Gartha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this yeah, just one another special episode, and I thank you in advance for listening. Mm-hmm. And just like I always say, um, you know, you got to read the science, people. You got to read the science. Got to read them. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, um, thanks, AJ, for jumping on, and thanks, Brown, for jumping on. Of course, thank you for having me again. Yeah. Sorry it took so long. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We were planning to do this episode like 10 episodes ago. It only took 20 episodes to get him back. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all good. Anyway. Anyways, but thank you so much. Of course. It was nice to do this episode for the third time. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>